what we want. Praise God. We want you to, to flourish in the things of God. That is our goal and our purpose. So if you're not going through our Bible study, uh, let us know so we can get that to you because we do that here on Tuesday nights. If you've never been here to Tuesday nights, you need to come to Tuesday nights. Uh, we have questions. We have answers. Last last week, we broke out in prayer. Hallelujah. We had a prayer meeting last week, and so and that's just on teaching. So uh, that that is a great thing. And don't forget, we got Wednesday night church too. Praise the Lord. That's a that's a whole other level. Praise God. And uh, don't forget to come to Wednesday night service. Let me quit talking. Book of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 19. Everyone say amen when they have it. If not, they'll put it up on the screen behind me. And it says, speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And someone say amen. And today I'm going to be preaching to you on the biblical response to music. The biblical response to music. Can you say amen? Lord, we thank you for your word. Your word is powerful and it is anointed. I pray, God, that today you would touch me and enable me to minister to your people effectively and to edify them, God, in Jesus' name. And everyone shout amen. 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 The Lord bless you. You may be seated. For the last six years, East Bay Bible Fellowship has kept what is considered by most people a streamlined service order. I do not apologize for this. It is my personal conviction that we must give as much attention as possible to several things that can easily and dangerously be neglected by churches. The announcements are not the most important thing in this service. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. There are several things that if churches are not careful, they will deviate from and they will lose proper perspective. And so for the next several weeks, I'm going to be preaching on several different things that demand a response from the congregation. We're going to be looking at those things and then asking ourselves, what is our response supposed to look like? Today, we will begin this series of sermons, amen, on the topic of what our response to music should look and sound like. Our church is of the conviction that there is no debate whether music and responding to music has a place in the church. It is sad and unfortunate that countless Christian denominations don't even have music. And if they have music, it's only a cappella because they have a wrong conviction about instruments. Every human enterprise on earth has music. Whether they are common or complex, all of them use music, amen, and encourage a response to that music. Couples in love have their song. Countries have anthems, as do elementary schools and universities. Professional sports teams, movies, and theater productions all have music to accompany their events, and their music encourages the participants to respond. The list of human activities that are surrounded by music, amen, specially created, amen, 
for what they are doing is almost endless. Amen. For there to be any debate about whether the church should have music and then respond to that music is nonsense. The Bible has three books just on music. The book of Psalms, the book of Lamentations, and the Song of Solomon. There are 311 music pieces explicitly acknowledged in the Old Testament alone. Amen. And the book of Psalms is the most quoted book by Jesus. The Bible says in 1 Kings 4 and 32 that Solomon wrote 1,005 songs that were not entered into the Bible. When you get into the New Testament, Ephesians 2 and 14 through 16, Philippians 2, 6 through 11, Colossians 1, 15 through 20, 1 Timothy 3, 16, Hebrews 1 and 3, 1 Peter 3 and 18 and 22 are all songs that are in the New Testament, and they were used to teach people proper Christian theology. Not only do we believe in music, we believe in doctrinal music. We believe in songs that have a message. We don't just believe in beats. We don't just believe in trying to throw down a, a slamming instrumental. Praise God. We need music that has a message. We need music that talks about the forgiveness of sins. We need songs that encourage us to repent. We need songs that tell us there's a heaven. We need songs that tell us there's a hell. We need songs to tell us to get baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. We need songs that tell us there's one God. Amen. We need songs, amen, that tell us God is still pouring out the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. We're not just about music. We're about the message as well. Amen. In Matthew 26 and 30, Jesus and his disciples sang a song at the end of the Last Supper and at the introduction of the New Testament. In the book of Acts 16 and 25, the Bible says that Paul and Silas were inside a jail cell and begin to sing at midnight. In the book of Revelation, the four creatures and the 24 elders and the 144,000 saints in heaven all are singing songs to the one who sits on the throne. And if that were not enough. The Apostle Paul told us in our opening verse, speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. Music is the will of God. Singing is the will of God. Talking to yourself in songs is the will of God. Speaking to yourselves in spiritual songs is the will of God. Amen. When you're feeling down and out, you don't need to look for your favorite Al Green song. You need to start singing your favorite church song. When you're feeling broken, busted, amen, you don't need to be turning, amen, hallelujah, to little whoever. You need to be turning to a little book in the Bible, amen, called the book of Psalms. Amen, when you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling anxiety, amen, when you're feeling, amen, hallelujah, like the world's about to cave in on you, amen, you don't need to turn to Barry White or Barry Manilow. You don't need to reach back for faith. Sinatra, you need to reach forward for Jesus. Uh, come on, somebody help me preach. Uh, amen. We don't need to be requesting hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Any kind of worldly songs in the church. Uh, we're not going to be singing worldly songs in the church. Uh, we're going to be singing spiritual songs in the church. Uh, we're going to be singing and making melody in our heart uh, unto the Lord uh, with songs inspired by the Lord. Uh, amen. With messages given to us by God. Uh, somebody help me preach this morning and give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Thank <laughs> you.
Come on, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. I said all that to say Christians have no business debating whether or not music and responding to music is biblical. It is so biblical. It is so scriptural that not responding to music and not having music with instruments easily classifies as biblical disobedience. Well, I got one amen on that. Maybe I didn't even hear the, the musicians and the singers amen me on that. I thought y'all would have been shouting the most. It is unbiblical. It is unscriptural. It is defiant. And it is resistant. Amen. To come into church and say you love God. And while the music is going, not clap. And while the music is going, not lift a hand. And while the music is going, not skip a little, not jump a little, not clap a little, not raise your voice even a little. Come on, hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, it is scriptural. It is biblical. It is apostolic. It is Pentecostal. It is Christian. It is right. And it is for us and it is for right now huh? somebody give God a hand clap or praise amen Psalm 69 and 30 says I will praise the name of God with a song and I will magnify him with thanksgiving while the praise team is praising God with song we should be magnifying God with thanksgiving We do not put the lyrics up here so that you can stare at them. We put the lyrics up here so that you can sing along. We put the lyrics up here, praise God, amen, hallelujah, so that you have some help in magnifying God with thanksgiving. I want to talk to you a little bit about magnifying God. There are two kinds of magnifying that humans can do. The first is microscope magnifying. The second is telescope magnifying. Microscopes make small things look bigger than they really are. But a telescope makes a big thing that's far away look as big as it really is. When David says, I will magnify God with thanksgiving, he does not mean I will make a small God look bigger than he really is. He means I will make a big God look as big as he really is. Amen. When we magnify God, we are acknowledging that he is bigger, amen, than our rent. He is bigger than our mortgage. He is bigger than our car payment. He is bigger than our sickness. He is bigger than our divorce. He is, come on somebody, he is bigger than our anger. He is bigger than our lust. He is bigger than our frustration. He is bigger than our anxiety. He is bigger than our depression. He is bigger than this country. He is bigger than this world. He is bigger. He is bigger. He is bigger. But we don't just see that the way it is. And so when the musicians sing, amen, we need to magnify the Lord with them. The purpose of the music at East Bay Bible Fellowship is not to entertain us. The purpose of the music is to provide an atmosphere where we can 
can magnify God. Amen. I'm here to preach to you today that it is impossible to have a healthy relationship with God apart from magnifying God. Magnifying God is central, critical. Amen. Hallelujah to your relationship with God. Amen. God is not trying to hear us tell him how big our problems are. God wants us to declare to him how big he, come on somebody. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Benny. Praise God. Oh, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. This is not part of my message today, and I want to preach through this quickly. There's a lot of people that have magnified God through a trial, and things not work out. Loved ones still passed away. Divorces still transpired. Failure still happened. Face falling still took place. People still walked out. People still betrayed. Kids still stayed out of church. But we don't magnify God in order to convince him to do what we want. We magnify God as a truth statement. Even if the worst thing that we can imagine happens, that doesn't mean God stopped being who he is. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden we need to switch up our opinion about God. Your opinion about God should be unwavering and unchanging. This is why Job said, though he slay me. Though he slay, Job said, listen, I'm getting it, and I'm getting it really good. He said, I don't even think it's all the devil. In fact, I know that God is allowing the devil to slay me. He said, I'm getting ripped apart, shredded. I'm getting torn limb from limb. I'm sicker than I've ever been. My wife is telling me to leave church. The kids are gone. Amen, hallelujah. But guess what? I know that my Redeemer lives. He's a big God, and I will magnify him. I'll magnify magnify him even if I do get fired. I'll magnify him even if I do get evicted because my eviction and me losing my job doesn't change who he is. And when I magnify God, it's a truth statement. When the musicians are singing and I start clapping, I'm declaring the truth. I'm declaring... Somebody, hallelujah. Y'all need to help me preach this morning. Hallelujah. Even if my wife flips out on me and my kids act crazy, uh, amen, I'm still magnifying God. Uh, amen, hallelujah. Even if I'm praying and crying most of the time, uh, by the time I get up off my knees, these hands are going up uh, and I'm going to magnify God uh, because he's big. Uh, he's big. Uh, he's big and it's up to him uh, whether he does what I want him to do or not, uh, but it's up to me to magnify him oh, hallelujah to magnify him with thanksgiving oh somebody give him praise right now hallelujah oh come on let's praise him hallelujah hey if you're new to church some of you've been in church for a while you know you just may not have a poetic bone in your body Dr. Seuss may be as poetic as you get. Green eggs and ham might just be like where you cap off. But that's why we have a music team. Because they choose songs that have lyrics 
that have lyrics. And that's why, amen, we spend time trying to make sure that that, that projector is getting those lyrics up here. Praise God. So that you can sing along with the lyrics. And those songs are helping us to imagine God as big as he really is. Those lyrics are helping us break through the mental barriers, to break through the anxiety and the worry that's telling us God don't got this. That lyric, come on, hallelujah. You know, you know, just you start singing about going in a river. Praise God. And you know we ain't talking, amen, hallelujah, about, amen, you know we ain't talking about the Russian river. Praise God. You know, you know we're not talking about the, the, the Niles Lake. Praise God. We're talking about getting in the river of God. Huh? Amen. We're talking, to, come on, when we start singing huh, about clapping and shouting and dancing, huh? amen, hallelujah, and you, you start using those words, huh? and then you start applying those words huh? with a little bit of leaping of your own and dancing of your own. Huh? Amen, hallelujah. I'm telling you, your, your mood will change. Huh? Amen. Hey, don't, don't get it twisted. We play music to change your mood huh? just like anybody else does. Amen. Music enhances the mood. It changes the mood. It resets the vibes. Praise God. And there's just days you got to come in here and get you a reset. And I'm so glad that the music team is helping me on my reset because I'm coming in. Amen. Feeling rejected, feeling abandoned, feeling forsaken, feeling sick, feeling hurt, feeling angry. And I'm so glad that somebody got on their knees and prayed about what song to sing. Amen. Musicians, don't you ever practice more than you pray. Uh, we need the right songs uh, at the right time uh, for these good people. Praise God. Uh, and I thank God for our music team that is prayerful. Uh, amen. Musicians, uh, we don't make it on talent. Uh, we make it on anointing. Uh, and I thank God for the talent we got in this house. Uh, hey, I'm just letting you know in case ain't nobody told you, we got a lot of talent in this house. We got a lot of people that can sing in this house, and I'm thankful for it. Uh, but I realize, as should you, uh, that God has given me this uh, so that I got an easy easy time getting a breakthrough uh, so that I got an easy time coming up out of this pit uh, that I'm in uh, because I'm not very good with the words. Uh, I'm not very good at controlling my emotions uh, and I'm so glad for a Wednesday night service uh, and I'm so glad for a Sunday morning service uh, where I can magnify God. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. I can sing with the singers. Uh, I can clap with the drummer. Uh, I can dance with the musicians. Uh, come on somebody. Hallelujah. This is our proper business biblical response hey, yeah, yeah. to music. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's talk about some responses that the Bible tells us we should have during the song service. Number one, and these are not in any specific order. You could, you could switch these up, but you better choose one. Leaping. Leaping. Leaping is a proper response to music. In 2 Samuel 6 and 16, the Bible says that David leaped before the Lord while the people shouted and blasted trumpets. God's presence combined with God's people praising God is all the reason you need to start leaping. I didn't get a big amen on that. Praise God. 
Oh, yes. Leaping is a biblical response to music, to the presence of God, and to being in the congregational setting. That is a proper biblical response. Uh, Somebody said, I don't believe all that. Don't worry. You're wrong. In Luke 10 and 21, it says Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. Uh, The word rejoice in Greek literally means jump for joy. Hey, you, let me tell you something about Jesus. Jesus jumped, honey. Jesus wasn't no little long-haired, amen, surf boy looking, amen, limp-wristed guy just sticking around, amen, letting life steamroll him over. Uh, Amen, let me tell you something about Jesus. When he got in the spirit, uh, Jesus did a whole lot of jumping. Uh, And if Jesus jumped for joy, uh, amen, what should we be doing? Praise God. Uh, Jesus is our role model. Jesus is our God. Uh, Jesus is our perfect example. Uh, Amen. If Jesus, amen, taught us that it is perfectly acceptable to respond with leaping uh, when we're in the presence of God. Uh, That includes but is not limited to uh, the music service. Praise God. Hey, when they're singing, it's okay to leap. Uh, Trust me, you ain't scaring me. Praise God. You may scare a few people around here, but they need to quit looking at you and leap to themselves. Praise God. Why don't you quit looking around and start leaping a little bit? Praise God. I'm I'm just telling you, praise God. This is the proper response. Uh, Amen. This is the Jesus response. I'm not sure that I even want this recorded, but here we go. We could keep it. We just won't we just won't put it out there. There are people that have tried to muddle and mute what the scriptures really say about how Jesus actually really was I am telling you right now Jesus was a jumper and Jesus Jesus inspired people to jump amen Isaiah said that one of the messianic prophecies regarding Jesus was that the lame would leap you can take that however you want you can think that's literal I think it's literal you can think that's spiritual I think it's spiritual but whether you think it's literal or spiritual you still got to leap because the scripture says that whether you're lame emotionally spiritually or physically if Jesus touches you it is a perfectly acceptable and biblical and godly response to leap to leap to leap If Jesus gets around you, you ought to be leaping a little bit. We ain't talking about the water boy. We're talking about Jesus. We ain't talking about some average man. We're talking about Jesus. Uh, We're not talking about, come on somebody, hallelujah. This is the proper response. Amen. Hey, the Bible says that Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, was pregnant and Mary got pregnant. And Mary went to go visit Elizabeth because they both were having a miraculous pregnancy. And Mary saw Elizabeth far away and she said, hey girl! Amen. And the minute she saluted Mary, amen, hallelujah, and the minute minute Mary saluted Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth told her, the minute I got close to you, the baby inside of me uh, started leaping. Uh, Now we know Now we know that a baby inside a tummy can't can't jump. We know this. 
But what, Mary, what Elizabeth is saying is the minute my child got around the Holy One, amen, hallelujah, my child, amen, who cannot talk, who's not even born yet, amen, started having a physical response to the presence of God. You should have a physical, visible, noticeable response to the presence of Jesus. It demands it. I'm sorry. We're not going to be humming around here. We're not going to be folding our hands and staying really quiet around here. You could do that if Jesus ain't in your church. But if Jesus is in the house, honey, you ought to do something. Wave a hand. Jump a little bit. Hallelujah. Don't just sit there like a bump on a log. That is not the will of God. That is not right. That is not accurate. Somebody said, I don't feel nothing. Start leaping. You'll feel the one that inspires a little bit of leaping. Praise God. Oh, let's praise Jesus just a little bit. Woo. Oh, let's praise him. I feel something trying to get a hold of you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Clapping. I said clapping. Clapping. Clapping is a biblical response to music. Psalms 47 and 1 says, Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. We should be clapping our hands and shouting unto God with a voice of triumph in response to music. Don't worry if you clap off beat. We got the drums turned up. Because I know. Some folks just offbeat. We ain't tripping. We ain't tripping. We got a drummer. He'll keep you on beat. Just follow him. And if you can't follow him, just follow them sing. Because they clap. They clap on beat. Just follow them. And, and just get ready to switch up if you come to Spanish service. Because it's, it's a different thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. But whatever you do, don't you ever come into church and not let those two hands touch. You are being rebellious. I'm just letting you know straight up. I'm keeping it 100 with you. That is rebellion. Amen. When I, and I thank you all for clapping while I'm preaching. But for me right now, today, the point of the message is the minute that music goes on. In the minute. Now, don't clap on the slow song. We will escort you out. But the minute, the minute they start praising, you ought to start putting those hands together. You ought to start clapping. And while you're clapping, you ought to shout with a voice of triumph. I said triumph. Triumph. Some folks talk about, you know, he, he kind of over the top. But I'm just telling you, God is watching. God is watching you shout for your team. God is watching you shout for your basketball team, for your football team. God is watching you shout. Some of you shout in the house at the kid, the dogs, the husband, the wife. Some of y'all shout everywhere but here. That is unacceptable. That is just not okay. Praise God. I'm telling you, you need to, you need to turn the volume up in here. You need to turn. You frustrated with life? 
then raise the volume. Amen. Not at your wife, not at the dog, not at the Raiders, not at the Warriors, at Jesus. And do it triumphantly. You know what a triumphant shout sounds like? Thank you, Jesus. I praise you, God. Hallelujah. Trust me, you ain't going to outshout. We got mics on these singers so that you can't outshout over them. Praise God. Just shout while they're singing and shout triumphantly. Clap while they're clapping and clap while they're drumming and clap while they're on the guitar and clap while they're... Come on, somebody. This is the will of God. This is right. Hey, do you know that nobody actually knows where clapping started? Anthropologists, you name it. They can't figure out why people do it. But one thing is certain, it has always, always been accompanied with music. Amen. Clapping our hands is biblical and it's right. Yes, it is. Especially during the song service. Right. Psalms 34 and 3 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Clapping our hands as a response to the music is one of the ways we exalt the Lord together. Because, you know, let me tell you, let me tell you, like, like dancing, like you could have somebody over here who don't know how to dance. And then somebody over here who does know how to dance. And, you know, some folks got like a church dance and they got it down. I mean, it looks nice. But, you know, from an onlooker's perspective, you would think these two people are doing two different things. But when everybody claps... It's obvious to anybody watching, especially God, that his people are welcoming his presence in agreement together. Praise God, because we believe that our God, our great king, our savior, deserves a warm welcome. Amen. A hospitable welcome. Amen. Our highest praise. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, that's what we are doing when we're clapping. Amen. We're not just helping. Amen. Hallelujah. The musicians. Praise God. What we are also doing is we're helping welcome our God uh, into the service. Uh, Amen. Hallelujah. This is not really part of my message, but you need, to, you need to be a good clapper. You just need to be good at clapping. You just, I, I remember several years ago, and, uh, several years ago now, on uh, September 11th, when the planes crashed into the Pentagon, there was a woman uh, who was working at the Pentagon, and if you remember, they, they smashed one side of the Pentagon, and she got stuck in the rubble. And people were dying left and right. And she got stuck under like walls and, and debris and all kinds of stuff. And she said that while she was down there, she started panicking. She said, she, she's like, they're not going to find me. And she said, and the worst part about it all, she said, I could hear the rescue team right there. But I, I couldn't yell. She said, I had lost my voice. And, and the minute I started panicking, things got worse. I started choking on the smoke. It was just bad. She said, the only thing that came to my mind is start clapping. She said, I just stuck my hands out under the rubble, and I just started clapping. She said, and that rescue team came and got me. 
Hey, I'm preaching to somebody. You ought to clap a little bit. You might just get a rescue going on in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. You, you got you to gotta understand, a lot of us are stuck in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a loop. Amen. Hallelujah. We're in a loop. Uh, we, don't, we don't clap because we're not feeling it. We don't clap because we're not feeling good. We don't clap because we tell ourselves we're not like that. Praise God. And then we're, we're, we're not just, we're, we're stuck in this feedback loop. Uh, amen. We're not really responding to the presence of God, and God's not responding to our problems. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there just comes a point with where you have to respond to his presence uh, in order to get through your problem. Uh, and it is a proper response uh, to God's presence uh, to clap. Uh, you don't need, even need to feel it. Uh, you don't even need to, that don't even need to be you. Uh, but if you could just clap uh, while they're praising, if you could just clap uh, while you're praying, uh, if you could just clap, uh, amen. And come on, I'm telling you, it's powerful. It's the will of God. It's right. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. It, come on. Hallelujah. Thank you. Let's clap unto the Lord a little bit here right now. Somebody shout yes. Praise God. Yes. Praise God. Well, let's lift our hands right now just for a few moments. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, Jesus. 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 Somebody shout amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Praise God. Dancing, dancing is a proper biblical response to music. Got quiet. Psalms 149 and 2 says, let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with tremble and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Psalms 150 and 4 says, Praise him with the tremble and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and organs. Amen. Psalms 30 and 11 says, Thou hast turned my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. We have plenty of Bible to support dancing as a response to the music and the presence of the Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you just for a few moments in closing about what churches are really supposed to look like. The Lord said in Acts and then in Amos that in the last days, he would establish the tabernacle of David. Now, in the Old Testament, there are two tabernacles. The word tabernacle, if it's new to you, means tent. It means tent. And in the Old Testament, there was a tabernacle or a tent where all worship was conducted. And it is often referred to also as the tent or the tabernacle of Moses. Uh, this place was, there was a lot of sacrificing going on. Uh, it, it, it could be said that um, it was a very serious, sober, and somber place. There wasn't a lot of music. There definitely wasn't any dancing going on around it. Uh, none of that. 
Uh, and it stayed like this for literally thousands of years. And there, there came a day when David decided to bring what is the most holy and sacred instrument of all of Israel uh, back to Jerusalem. It had been taken. It was called the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant is where God's presence manifested itself. I know some of you are ready to take a little nap, but stick with me. You're, you're supposed to be getting ready to dance. <laughs> and uh, he brought it back to Jerusalem. And uh, there was some complications, and we won't get into all that. So David decided, I'm going to build a tabernacle. Because the ark has to be in a tabernacle. And in the book of Samuel, it actually calls it the tabernacle of David. And this is a very controversial subject, even to this day. But one thing is certain. Two things are certain. Number one, number one, it was different, radically different than the tabernacle that Moses had built. And number two, it is obvious that this is the tabernacle that God preferred. It is the one that God selected. And he said, in the last days, I will restore the tabernacle of David. And then he says, with the residue of men. The residue... Y'all know what residue is? It's that gunk. It's that junk at the bottom. And God said, I'm going to scrape some people off the bottom. I know where everybody, I know, I know where all the highfalutin folk are. I know where all the rich, amen, self-righteous, amen, snooty people are. I know, I know where all the, I know where all the intellectuals who, who just know more than everybody and know more than me. And I know where all that people is, but when I get ready, amen, hallelujah, to return to this earth, and I get ready to start pouring out my spirit. He said, I'm going to do it with the residue of men. I'm going to scrape at the bottom. And he said, and I will reestablish uh, the tabernacle of David. Uh, amen. The tabernacle of David uh, made worship to God mandatory. Uh, amen. The tabernacle of David. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. Was where David uh, actually wrote most of the book of Psalms. Uh, most of the Psalms in the book of Psalms uh, were written for worship in the tabernacle of David. Huh? Amen. How God was worshipped in the tabernacle of David huh? was radically different than how he was worshipped huh? in Moses' tabernacle. Amen. At the tabernacle of David, huh? the people made sacrifices of praise huh? instead of sacrificial animals. Huh? Amen. Hallelujah. Psalms 27 and 6 says, and now huh, shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore, I will offer Offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. I will sing praises unto the Lord. Amen. David said, I don't got a pass to sacrifice animals, but I got a pass to praise. I got a pass to make a sacrifice with the fruit of my lips. I got a pass to praise God with joy, with singing, and I will sing praises unto the Lord. I will not do it quite. 
quietly. I will not do it ashamed. I will not do it bashfully. I will do it, and I will do it with the choir. I will do it, and I will... And I will do... I'm talking about the tabernacle. God said, this is what I'm trying to reestablish. I'm trying to reestablish people, amen, that will sing. Come on, some folks just don't know they from the residue. Some folks thought that they're just cream of the crop. I got news for you, honey. You're not here because you're better than people. You're here because you're probably worse than most people. And God scraped you from the bottom. And God, come on, somebody. And God's expecting some praising, some singing, some joy. Oh, come on. Oh, let's praise him. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Hallelujah. Hey. Let's be clear about something. David said, I will make sacrifices of joy. I will be the first. David will be the first. I'll be the second. To, to say that sometimes stirring up joy is a sacrifice. I'm sorry, when you're down and out, to put a smile on and clear your mind as they start making their way up to the instruments. I, hey, ladies, I know some days it's a sacrifice to just brush your hair, get yourself ready, and the kids, and then make it down to the house of God. Gentlemen, I know sometimes it's a sacrifice to work all week, to do all you can to provide, and then get everybody ready and in the car and start to drive down to the house of the Lord. But guess what? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You got to figure out not just how to make a sacrifice, but make one of joy. You got to figure out how to clear. You got to figure out how to clear your head once you walk through the door. Clear your mind once the musicians start making that. In fact, that's why we pray 30 minutes before service. It's a clearing house thing. Amen. Hallelujah. You clear the house. You clear your mind. You clear your heart. And you get yourself ready to make a sacrifice of joy. Amen. I'm just going to tell you right now, God loves sacrifice. God loves when you fight to get to church uh, and you still got the smile on. God loves it when you fight to get to This is what God wants in his tabernacle. This In the tabernacle of David, people clapped their hands. Psalms 47 and 1 is a tabernacle of David song. It says, oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Uh, in the tabernacle of David, people lifted their hands. Uh, Psalms 134 says, a song of degrees. Behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, uh, which by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord, uh, the Lord that made heaven and earth. Bless thee out of Zion. Amen. In the tabernacle of David, hands went up. In the tabernacle of David, hands got clapped. In the tabernacle of David, sacrifices of joy. And God said, in the last days, that's what I want my church to look like. I'm not looking for old dusty songbooks. We're going to sing. You, you need your hands freed up to clap. You need your hands freed up to sing. You we ain't doing that around here. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to talk about the old tribe proven path? The tabernacle of David is the old tribe proven path. I'm not trying to model myself. Amen. Hallelujah. After something that came out of the Episcopalian or amen, the Protestant church, I'm trying to model myself after the tabernacle of David. I'm trying to, come on somebody. We ain't Wesleyans. We ain't Lutherans. We ain't Catholics. We're Pentecostals. We're trying to build ourselves after the tabernacle of David. Hey. 
Oh, come on, somebody. Praise God in this. Oh, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. They shouted. They shouted. I know there's people in here, they're like, man, this is getting loud in here. This is not cool. I'm out here trying to take a nap and they're yelling. We're not yelling, we're shouting. We know our boundaries. Psalms 47, 2 and 5 says, For the Lord Most High is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us. The excellency of Jacob, whom he loved. Selah, God is gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. They shouted in the tabernacle of David. They danced. In the tabernacle of David. Second yeah. Samuel 6 and 16 says, And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. If you don't know this story, and I'm almost done. This is probably the meanest thing I'll say today. Here we go. David came dancing. And his wife, see, David was like a country guy. He was. He was just kind of, he went all there. And uh, he came into the presence of God, he just started dancing. You know, he just started dancing. He didn't, he didn't know no better. And he had a wife that was the daughter of Saul, so she was kind of, she was kind of princessy. She was kind of fancy Nancy, and she just didn't really think that 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 her husband should be doing that. She was kind of worried about their image, because David, like when he danced, he just lost it. He just lost it. Man, look, he lost it so bad it made his wife mad. All facts. He he upset his wife. I'm telling you right now, if you ain't ever made your wife mad by the way you praise God, you ain't doing it right. (laughs) Just letting you know, you ain't doing it right. (laughs) Just ain't doing it right. And David just went there. He just went there. And Michael was kind of jealous, so she, she actually called him out. She's like, how are you doing that in front of other women? David looked at her. He said, I'm going to tell you why I'm doing this. Because God picked me over your pops. He said, and God picked me over your brother, and God picked me over your dad. And he just let her have it. He chewed her out. You know, this is a whole other matter. We'll preach about this next week. But David, David, David was so happy. That God was coming back to Jerusalem. That he got all his money. He got all his money and he did three things with it. He gave an offering to the Lord. And then the Bible says he bought everybody cakes. We're not talking about like tres leches. It was just, these, these are like little, 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 these are like, you know, little, little pan dulces. <laughs> but everybody got, everybody got 
Everybody got cakes. And what he had left over, he said, I'm, get, I'm bringing this to my wife. Gentlemen, that is the recipe to revival. Give God something, give the church something, and then go take the rest to your wife. It got real quiet. Some of y'all ain't ready for revival. I'm telling you, that's revival in a nutshell right there. Come on, bless God. Bless your church. And bless the wife. Bless the wife. It ain't going to hurt you. It's going to make... David just said, I got this, I got this, I got this down. And he showed up with gifts. He showed up with the Gucci purse, the Prada purse. He showed up with them shoes with the red bottoms. Said, I'm giving this to my... And she was mad. And she was mad over the way he was praising God. She was upset. Amen. And you know what? The Bible says that David stormed out and he told her before he left, he said, I'll be more vile than you. In other words, in other words, he's saying, you got a rotten attitude, but guess what? My good attitude will be better than your rotten one. But I want you to hear what he said next. I want you to hear what the scripture said next. The scripture says, and Michael never had children. It's not saying that God closed up her womb. David said, I just don't want nothing to do with you. I don't, I don't want to be intimate with you. I don't want to have relationships with you. Amen. Your, your spirit towards God is wrong. Your spirit towards the Lord is foul. And I'm just telling you right now, I'm just telling you right now, a lot of us are not giving birth, amen, to new converts uh, because quite frankly, our prayer stinks. Uh, quite frankly, we don't really believe in giving God uh, everything that's in us. And I'm just telling you right now, God won't mingle with an individual or a congregation. Uh, amen. That's got a bad attitude towards praise and worship. God says, I'm sorry. I've been good to you. I came home with... Do you real... Do you realize what God walked into this service with? Do you realize what God entered this house with? Uh, God came into this service with his very best for you. Uh, but a lot of us are not tapping in. A lot of us are not being productive. Uh, a lot of us are not reproducing. Uh, quite fr It's not because the church is failing you. It's not because your wife is a problem. It's not because the new president is the problem. It's not because you're black. It's not because you're white. It's not because you're brown. It's not even because you don't have an education. It's not, it's, not, it's not because of any of those things. It's not because your parents are mean. It's not because you were, had a bad childhood. No, 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 no. Let me be very frank and honest with you. Amen. God is into blessing the residue of men. But if the residue of men want to act like cream on the crop and not give God the praise that's due unto his name, you're going to stay unfruitful, unproductive, unreproductive. You're going to stay stagnant and sterile. I don't know about you. Amen, hallelujah, but I want this church to grow. I want to grow. I want you to grow. But we're not going to do that with weak praise. We're not going to do that. Amen, hallelujah, just making tortillas for Jesus while the musicians are singing. Amen, we're going to have to clap. We're going to have to shout. We're going to have to show God that we're happy. Amen, that he's arrived. We're happy. We're excited. We're more happy than we are about the playoffs. We're more happy about this than we are. Amen, hallelujah, about any sporting event, any theater production, any movie. Amen. We're more happy about this than our favorite Drake song. Uh, we're more happy about this than it. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Oh, come on. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Oh, let's praise the Lord. Oh, Hallelujah.
Hey, you got it. You know, y'all ain't going to like this. My wife may not even like me saying this. Here we go. I'm going to do it right. You, like, you got to do a sweat test. Like, if you walk out of church, like, you didn't sweat. You didn't do it right. You didn't do it right. Like, if your hair didn't move. Like, if you're looking just as good on the way out as you did on the way in, you ain't doing it right. I said you're not doing it right. You're not, my mother-in-law, God bless her. I mean, this is not, well, I'm not going to say this, praise God, but you, she dropped one of her child one time, praising God. I'm just, you know, no, listen, I'm not saying drop the baby. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, yeah. You know, there's just, she was doing it right, you know? Yeah. Praise God. I'm just telling you right now. There, 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 there just comes a time. Amen, hallelujah. There just comes a time where, like, have you ever been that enraptured? Have you ever been that taken over? Have you ever been that entranced? And trust me, trust me. You know, I don't think she did that, praise God, during, you know, at the closing of church. Praise God. There, there was music going. Amen, hallelujah. She understood. She, she read the signal right. This music is here to help me enter into an atmosphere that's different than the one I feel at my job. That's different than the one I feel at my home. That's different than the one I feel in my health. This is a different thing. And this thing is here, amen, to invite me into its presence. Oh, come on. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Woo. Hey, somebody said, I'm not sure if that's me. I'm just telling you, I, I, I told this to somebody the other day. They're here. I don't think they'll, they'll, they'll get upset that I said this. I, I, I told the person, I said, you know what? So I'm just, I don't, you know, I understand. Some of us are more reserved than others. That's cool. However, if like in your history, you got like clubs, stage dives, crowd surfing, mosh pit, like God's going to call you out on that. He going to call you out on that. Somebody said, I don't believe God's that mean. All right. Psalms 149 and 3 says, let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the tremble and the harp. They played music in the tabernacle of David. First Chronicles 23 and 5 says, Moreover, 4,000 were porters and 4,000 praised the Lord with the instruments which made, amen, which they made, said David, to praise the Lord. Amen. In the tabernacle of David, there were sacrifices of praise. In the tabernacle of David, there was hands that were clapped. In the tabernacle of David, they lifted their hands. In the tabernacle of David, people shouted. In the tabernacle of David, people danced. In the tabernacle of David, they played music while they did all the other things. Now, I actually think we had a really good praise and worship service. I thought it was great. I looked around and said, man, everybody's dancing today, man. I can't, I shouldn't even preach this. <laughs> Figures, the day I'm going to just go off. <laughs> Everybody feels real athletic. <laughs> so I'm going to invite the musicians to come up now. I'm going to let them choose. You, you, you guys don't, you guys sing whatever you're going to sing normally. Y'all don't have to readjust, be like, man. 
Believe it or not, I'm teaching today. I'm teaching. I'm teaching. I'm, I'm teaching you what our proper response to music should be. What our proper response to music should be. Let's all stand. In the weeks to come, we're going to keep talking about what our proper response to other aspects. Don't worry. It won't go on long because we actually have really short services. Today was a little longer than normal. But I want to tell you something. We have streamlined our services so that the praise and worship of God gets proper attention. I have actually been in church services where the song service is cut short for the announcements. Where the song service is cut short for things that are not as important as the song service. And I have been to other churches where they drag out the song service for who knows what reason. We're not going to be doing that either. Guess what? We're not going to curate and structure the whole song service and drag it out because brother or sister so-and-so won't come out from the back pew. Yeah, yeah. come on, Pastor. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. You got about like 10 minutes to get with it, and we're, we're going to keep moving. Yeah. Like, don't come up to me after church talking about pastor, you know. I know we sang and we preached, but, and I know you already did an altar call, but I'd like to, can we do it again? Yeah. Some people let the whole service go by and then want to have a private prayer meeting with the pastor after. You just, you got alley-ooped. The singing, that was an alley-oop. The preaching was an alley-oop. The altar call was the alley-oop. Listen, I, I promise you, I've been preaching this gospel for nearly 20 years. I've traveled this world. I'm telling you, you and me praying over here privately will never be as powerful, as impactful, as productive as you getting in the river and swimming in it with your brethren. When stuff starts moving, move with it. When you start magnifying God, you might figure out you don't even need a little extra prayer. You might, you're, okay, I'm telling you, magnify and be solving stuff. Magnifying helps you just say, you know what, I'm not worried about that no more. I'm going home today. But you got to move. You got to move with the music. This, I feel silly preaching this. You know why? Because I don't know anybody. Music is so universal. Responding to music is universal. There's no culture. There's no race. There's no people. It is sad that the church is playing with these ideas. The whole world is shouting. The whole world is dancing. The whole world is playing music. Not because it's worldly. Because it's human. Better yet, it's from God. And the devil loves nothing more than taking what's God's and perverting it. This is God's property right here. This is for you. Hey. You want to know the truth? The preaching, it's for you. 
The offering, we take offerings, that's for you. The altar call, that's for you. The song service is the only part of this service that's for God. Everything else is for you. So when the music goes, let's give God what he deserves. When the music goes, let's give God what he deserves. Amen, musicians. Amen. Let's sing unto the Lord. Let's all lift our hands for a few moments. Hallelujah. If you'd like to get prayer before we dismiss, you can come up to the front. We'll pray together. I'm